Hey, hey, welcome to Career Coaching with Tiffany, the office informant podcast. Here we focus on helping you navigate what's next in your career. Whether you're looking to prepare for a promotion, re-enter the workforce, or completely overhaul your career, this is the place to hear tips, tools, stories, and experiences to help you feel more confident in moving forward. I'm Tiffany, your host and guide. Hey, hey, friends, welcome to another episode of Career Coaching with Tiffany, the Office Informant Podcast. Today, we are talking about ready, set, goal setting for 2024. I totally just made that up. I am so cool for saying that. Today, we're specifically going to be talking about how to balance momentum and motivation and how that fine balance is your best friend in achieving your career and life goals. I wanna start off this episode by sharing a, a conversation with a friend, a story of a friend, and this is how I realized what my goal set is, setting strategy is. So I have a friend that started a business with another friend about two years ago. And so while we were hanging out at my mom's house in Birmingham, Alabama, she shared that she was having a hard time getting things done for this business. She was the administrative person um, in this business and she was just having a really hard time getting things done. Me being the problem solver that I am, um, I asked what she needed to get done. And she started to list a number of things from managing the finances for that business to learning new software, to needing the funding to grow the business. And so there were a lot of major bodies of work in that explanation and she needed help getting those things done so she can get to the next phase of their business. Listen, she never asked me for my help, but of course I inserted myself into the situation and I went to grab pen and paper to continue our conversation. And so the first thing we did is we created a list of all the big bucket or the major things that she needed to be done. And so that was learning the new software, getting a handle on the finances and making a plan for growing the business. And then we brain dumped all of the things in each of those buckets. For example, learning a new software, there were seven modules um, in that training that needed to be completed and they were assessments in between all of those uh, modules. And so we listed out all seven of those modules and the assessments that needed to be done and we put them in order of what needed to be done one thing before the other by importance. And so by the end of this conversation, we had a 90 day, a three month plan for her to accomplish all of these tasks or at least set them in motion. And just to go back a little bit, I said we put them in order of what needed to be done first. So she needed to, to learn the software in order to get her finances in into the software. However, she couldn't afford to wait to learn the software to get a handle on their current financial situation. So that was more important. So while she was learning the software, she used old school Excel to get a handle on their finances. And so she was working with both of those things at the same time. So what's most important, but also what needs to be done before the other and finding that fine balance there. Okay. So friends, if you are wondering how to make progress 
on those big, hairy, scary goals, and I hope you're dreaming really big for 2024, without waiting for that lightning bolt, that flash, that spark of motivation to strike and stick around. It strikes on January 1st for most of us, but to stick around, then tune in because that is what I'm going to be talking about today. Okay, friends, I want to start out by talking about the word motivation. We believe that motivation is the key to success. I don't know how many quotes, phrases, posters, pictures I've read about how sheer motivation is the key to success. And I do believe that. However, if we were just to get motivated and we'll get things done and it were that easy, that magic pill of motivation could help us get things done, we would all be, and I'm taking this from a Les Brown video that I watched um, just earlier this week. If that were the case, if it were that easy, we'd all be skinny, rich, and something else he said. But basically he's saying we'd all reach our goals if it were that easy. So we're often told just get motivated and we'll get it done. And so did you know that according to the University of Scranton, only 8% of people actually achieve their New Year's resolutions? I'm gonna say that again. 8% of people that set New Year's resolutions, and I know you are a goal getter and you set goals year round, but only 8% of those people actually achieve those goals and those resolutions. And the flaw is often in relying on motivation. And so while motivation is very helpful in helping you to get started, it's a feeling, it's an energy, and feelings and energy go away. So I wanna spend just a few moments and not bashing our friend motivation, but just a few moments talking about some of the pitfalls of relying too heavily on motivation. So pitfall number one is obvious. It causes you to be inconsistent. Motivation is fickle, it's tricky, it comes and goes. And so it's dependent on your mood, your environment, your flow, your will, what's going on around you, and it can go up and down drastically. And so this inconsistency can lead to a start and stop pattern of progress. I'm gonna use myself as an example. And so if I wanted to lose 25 pounds, I'm just making something up, but I probably could, let's just be real here. Um, if I wanted to, let's say, lose weight or just get in the best shape of my life, let's not specifically talk about weight. Some days I'm going to feel like going to the gym. Some days I'm going to feel like going for a run. Some days I'm going to feel like meal prepping. And some days I'm not. And so if I am trying to get into the best shape of my life, I need more than motivation to help me tackle that challenging goal of getting into that level of shape. So again, inconsistency is one of the pitfalls of motivation. Another unfortunate pitfall of motivation is external dependence. And so that is when our goal setting relies on something externally. And so that external stimulus or external reward can ebb and flow and go away. And so can that motivation, if we're depending on that, for our source of getting up and getting those things done. Do you have an interview coming up and the very thought of interviewing makes you want to run and hide? 
Well, guess what? I love interviewing. Weird, right? Well, I want to share tips and tools I've used personally and coach clients on for many years. You can download the pre-interview guide today. The best part, it's free. Inside of this free resource, I share steps you should take before the interview, insight into what hiring managers are looking for, and a list of common interview questions. You can get your copy at theofficeinformant.com backslash pre-interview guide. You can also find the link in the show notes. All right, I want to highlight a third pitfall of relying on motivation to get things done. And I want to highlight our dear friend, procrastination. Sometimes waiting for that wave of inspiration or motivation can lead to us holding off on getting things done. And so you might delay starting something because you don't feel motivated. Your creative juices aren't flowing, which may never come or may come in 30 or 60 days. And so I am going to take a lesson from Ernest Hemingway, and I'm sure there are many other authors, creatives, inventors, business people that follow this same mindset, but Ernest Hemingway, and I heard this on a podcast the other day, would get up and write 500 words every single day, no matter what, 500 words, so they wouldn't lose their skill, so he wouldn't lose his skill, and also because he wasn't waiting on a spark of motivation or creativity to hit. All right, last reason for not relying on motivation is burnout. Listen, if you're always go, 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 always highly motivated, sometimes that can lead to taking on too much at once or not having a plan so you're you're doing and you're busy, but you're not quite being productive. And so this can lead to stress and burnout. And I am a victim of this, and this is on the list because this is probably the number one thing I've done to myself is I want my business to succeed or I wanna be the best at that. And so I have this whole laundry list of things that need to be done in order to believe what I think is the best at something or successful at something. And I just, I got to, you know, churn at that to-do list all the time. And I'm not starting and thinking about like, what are the most important tasks that I need to do? What are the high leverage tasks that I need to do? I'm just going to be busy and not quite being productive. And I have experienced burnout from that. So take it from someone who has done this to themselves, lesson learned, trying not to do that again. Motivation alone, the will to do something alone can be stressful. It requires high energy and it will absolutely burn you out. All right, so we've talked enough about motivation. So you're like, Tiffany, uh, okay, I get it. Motivation is good, but I can't rely on it. What do I need to do to not just start, but keep reaching and attaining my goals? You need a healthy balance and a healthy dose of both motivation and then momentum. Momentum is when it comes to goals, it's the force or the drive that keeps you moving 
even when that excitement is not present. So momentum can create a cycle. So with every small win, everything you accomplish towards the next and the next and the next, it makes you want to keep going. Um, Tony Robbins is someone that I listen to, and one of his um, wise quotes is, the only limit to your impact is your imagination and commitment. And the word commitment is important, and that's where the momentum comes in. I shared a story of a friend at the very beginning of this episode, and I've done this same thing for myself in planning for my business and helping clients create action plans that create momentum when they're not motivated. So I wanna tell you about a client named Sarah. Um, she was a teacher who wanted to make a career change and go into education policy. And so this was a challenging plan she knew, and she knew it would take her six to nine months to complete an action plan. So instead of waiting for motivation, she committed to doing something hard to develop herself into a new role and to build her network every single week for six to nine months. Not six to nine weeks, but six to nine months. And so she shared with me that after a full day of teaching, she was uh, a sixth grade teacher, um, lesson planning and managing the behaviors of a middle school classroom. I can't quite imagine it. The last thing she wanted to do was doing something for herself towards that action plan. But she created a visual that she kept in her closet. So every morning when she woke up, it was one of the first things she saw. And every time she accomplished something towards that career change plan, she knew it was well worth her time. And so she wasn't motivated to make this, um, to do the steps toward her career change, but she did enjoy seeing that visual of her momentum. All right, so notice how in neither example I shared relied on a sudden urge of motivation, but on building gradual momentum. So I wanna share with you just a couple of actionable steps to intertwine motivation to get started with momentum to keep going. All right, the first is small wins. So start with tasks that are so easy it's hard to say no to them. So that could be breaking down your big goals into smaller and smaller and smaller chunks to where they're manageable. You can do something every single day towards your goals. Um, another tip is use time blocking. Allocate specific time blocks of work to work on just those things. Again, small wins, small tasks are a great starting point. So let's use Sarah, for example. She's a busy teacher. Um, when she comes home, she doesn't quite want to do much towards her action plan, but maybe on her lunch, if she gets a lunch or a planning period, one day a week, one day a week, she spends time working towards her action plan. Not every day, because she has to grade papers, lesson plan, you know, have meetings with other teachers, but one day a week, she's gonna dedicate towards doing something for herself. And so that's using um, time blocking. Something else you can do is use accountability systems. So whether that's a Trello board, something visual like Sarah did, or a person, you can find a buddy, find a friend, um, or, 
and use that the pressure of social commitment to keep you on track. So if you have a friend that also has a big goal, you all meet every week or you know every other week to update one another and encourage one another. Um, I mentioned some tools, but I like um, Trello and Monday.com. There's also Asana. Um, you can use a Google Sheet or Google um, a, a Word document, Excel spreadsheet, whatever your mode of tracking things is. If you are old school like me, I love a good pen and paper and being able to highlight something to say that I got it done off of my list. Use whatever tools or apps will keep you accountable. The last tip I want to share is doing daily or weekly check-ins. I do my check-ins weekly. So on Sundays, I sit down and I look at my past week and I compare it to the my goals and my action plan. And on Sundays, I can say, okay, last week I got these things accomplished. This week, I'm gonna get these things accomplished. And that's important because I might be ahead of schedule I might be behind schedule. And so when I do that check-in, I can make changes to my action plan to make sure I stay on track. I might need to dedicate more time um, to my action plan the coming week if I've fallen behind. Or I may need to pivot my action plan because maybe when I set that action plan, I was a little bit too ambitious. I thought I was gonna get more done. Maybe I need to relook at my action plan and make sure that I am being graceful to myself so I don't burn myself out um, and ensure that I am being realistic on what I can get done from week to week. So have those self check-ins. I know I said that was, that was the last one, but I think this is important too and it just came to mind. Celebrate your progress. It is so important to celebrate small wins along the way. It really helps to fuel that momentum. Remember, Relying on momentum to keep you going and not motivation is the engine of change. We discuss the pitfalls or the mistakes of solely re relying on motivation and the importance of building and maintaining momentum. And I share with you some examples from a friend and also a client. I want to encourage you to implement one of the strategies that we discussed today. Just pick one tactic, whether that's time blocking, celebrating your, your small steps, your wins, structuring tasks so you break them down into such small tasks that you just can't say no to them. Find yourself a buddy or a friend to help keep you accountable. Find a tool or an app or a pen and paper that works for you. But try one of those tools or tactics to get started to switch from dependency on motivation to relying on momentum today. Listen, friends, it is almost the end of 2023. I am so excited about what next year will bring. I'm preparing and I hope you are too. Hey there, thank you so much for tuning in to Career Coaching with Tiffany, the Office Informant Podcast. Your support means the world to me. Here's what you can do to continue to have my back. First, rate me. A quick five-star rating makes a big difference in how new listeners can find me. Next, please share the love. Tell your friends and colleagues about this episode and just maybe they'll become a loyal listener too. Next, stay connected. Go ahead, hit subscribe to catch all of the upcoming insights coming your way. And don't forget to connect on social media. You can find my links in the podcast notes.